Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Happy Friday to you. It is the 14th of July, 2023. Final one of the week. My name, Daniel Pettigrew, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, the open line number, or you can text 0457 736 736. That's all before breakfast with Vossi. And Brandy this morning on SDN 11.70 a.m. in Sydney. Pat and Heels along for our listeners in Queensland after 6 a.m. Big show as per usual. Charlie Good, sir, two days in a row. will join me in a second for our NRL preview round 20. John Gallo as well to talk all things football. The Matildas in action tonight against France. And, of course, we've got the Women's World Cup beginning in six days' time. But want to hear from you, as always, one 1170 or 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Except nothing less than Australia's best and install a ream, Australia's favourite hot water. Lots of news floating around. We'll update you on Wimbledon. Bit of news around Payne Haas. The Swans had a win last night as well, an important win at the SCG. But before all of that, let's start the show with this. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Computer just taking a little while to wake up on this Friday morning. Morning to you, Charlie. How are we? Good morning. Very well. That's good. Two days in a row. I've got the pleasure of your company at two minutes fast, past five. Lucky me. Yeah. Uh, who else would you rather be at uh, two past five in the morning? Uh, who else or where else would I rather be? Who else and where else? Well, many, many different answers to that and none I'm going to answer. Uh, round 20 of the NRL. Origin done. Ready for the run home to the finals. Are you excited now that Origin is done that we are going? I know we've got three teams with a bye, so it's still a bit of a shorter round this weekend. But are you excited now to see the last seven rounds heading into the finals, see what happens? Definitely. I think especially because the last game of the State of Origin series was the dead rubber, it mm. sort of felt like dragging on a little bit. But now it's back onto the focus of the NRL. The race of finals is on. Yep. We're very close to the business end of the season. Um, yeah, so I, I think a lot of games at the moment feel like a bit like elimination final games. Mm. Um, there's one in particular this weekend that I'm, I'm keen to talk about, but uh, yeah, let's just get into it. Well, I reckon uh, by my mathematics, there's still 14 teams that can make the top eight. Obviously, 14 doesn't go into eight, but that's how close the competition is at the moment. The run home to the final starts tonight, uh, 8 p.m., only one game tonight. The Newcastle Knights up against the West Tigers. Now, the Knights, they are a chance still of making the top eight. Last time they were in action, 66-0 over the Bulldogs. But you've been saying as a Knights fan all week, you're a little worried about this. And there is some news around today that Bradman Best is in some doubt for tonight's game as well. Yeah, that, that's a pretty big blow, mm. um, especially because he was so good uh, against the Bulldogs in that 66-0 win that mm. basically won him that Origin jersey. I know that, you know, the Brandy and the New South Wales camp will probably will say, and I'm, I believe them to some extent that you know he was in the background mm. a little bit on mm. this like on his on their radar, but it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt when he when he played that well, scored that hat trick against the Bulldogs. So him not being in the side is a massive out. It's Caelan Ponga's hundredth game for the Newcastle Knights. Mm. Um, it's at home. It's against the Tigers, who are welcoming welcoming back um, Appy Corusel, uh, their skipper. I think John Bateman's been really good. The Tigers have been a lot. I think they've been a better side than last year. Seventy four nil doesn't help, no. but I, I think they were going up there basically for an ambush uh, mm. up, up to Townsville. I, I think this game 
Newcastle will win. Mm. They should win. Mm. But there's that there's that little bit of me. It's it's a bit of a danger game. This is the a game that the Knights historically probably lose. Mm. I, I think just because of I don't know the way they play and the the false hope that they give sometimes. Mm. The Knights, you just bank these wins. You just bank it in, move on to next week. If you, They are still a chance of finals. I don't think they'll get there personally, but mm. you never know. I'm going to tip the Knights as well. The Tigers did well to get it back to 12-all last week at halftime against the Cronulla Sharks, but I think Newcastle at home uh, in front of what you'd imagine would be a big crowd tonight, I think they win, although I think it'll be closer than some people are probably thinking it will I, be. I, I do too. I, I think it'll be a lot closer. Three games tomorrow. Kicks off at Belmore Oval will be an emotional day. Cameron Serraldo will be on breakfast with Vossi and Brandy through SEN 11.70am after 6am. Bulldogs and Broncos. Josh Reynolds' final game, of course, in New South Wales Cup, but there'll still be a lot of emotion. I think this is a pressure game for the Brisbane Broncos. I think it'll be a packed crowd, probably sold out on a beautiful day in Sydney. It's supposed to be tomorrow at Belmore Oval. Most people tipping the Broncos, but I would not be shocked at all to see the Bulldogs get up here. Uh, I completely disagree with you, Dan. You disagree? Uh, okay. I, I, I think the Broncos win this run pretty comfortably. I, I think this is another sort of in these run home to finals, uh, the the top teams are going to get these sort of games against mm. the lower teams. This mm. is the game you go into, play hard for 80 minutes, bank the points, move on. Okay. Um, I, I don't think it will be close. I don't mm. think it will be a massive blowout, mm. but I think it will be one of the more forgettable games in the NRL season. I'll tip, I'll tip the Bulldogs. I reckon the Bulldogs can do it. I think on you're the back, you're a crazy man. I, I am, but I'm very behind in the tipping competitions. I really need to catch up. I just, I just think on the back of the emotion, I think they could do something special. But we'll see. You could be right. The Broncos might win easily. This game very intriguing. Five thirty tomorrow night out at Four Pines Park. Brookvale, the Manly Sea Eagles up against the North Queensland Cowboys. Both of these teams on the fringe of the top eight. Really, really important game. Probably more so for Manly, but the Cowboys are not in that eight either. They've been playing good footy. Manly, I saw them live a couple of weeks ago. They beat the Roosters just on a Sunday afternoon. This one I find very hard to tip. This is the elimination final game mm. I was sort of alluding to. Mm. It's it's between two teams that are still in, in a good chance for finals. I think um, I think Manly are such a hard team to tip. Mm. Um, just because they're so inconsistent. Their best is excellent, but their their worst is some of the worst in the competition. Mm. Whereas the Cowboys just seem to be on a roll at the moment. Um I'm I'm willing to, to say this and you can clip me you can clip this. Mm. I think whoever loses this game doesn't make finals. Ruling I'm, them I'll, out. Yeah, I'm ruling them out. I think this is sort of, this is a classic four point game. Yep. Where uh, yeah, I, I think a win is so massive for finals chances. So I'm going to say the Cowboys win this one. Mm. I think it's going to be one of the best games of the season. Mm. I, I, I think it's going to be amazing. Wouldn't surprise me if Manly won, won mm. but I'm going to go the Cowboys. Cowboys on 22 points. They've had two buys. Manly on 21 points, but they've had their three buys as well. So vital for Manly to win. Look, I, I thought Manly played well against the Roosters at Brookvale the other week. There was an element of luck of getting that win, uh, mainly thanks to that Luke Keary pass. But uh, at home, I'm going to tip Manly. I'm go, I'm going. I know they have no turbo out as long as Cherry Evans plays. If Cherry Evans plays, I think uh, they just beat the Cowboys, but should be an interesting match. 7:30 tomorrow night, or 7:35, off to the SCG. The Roosters up against the Melbourne Storm. Another vital uh, clash, especially for the Roosters. The Storm sitting in fourth position. The Roosters still only two points out of the top eight coming into this round. 
Very good record at the SCG, the Roosters have. They get Brandon Smith back. Now, you know I tip against the Roosters when I need to. I did against Manly. I tip Manly. I just have a funny feeling about the Roosters tomorrow night, and I don't know why. I think they might be able to upset the Melbourne Storm. I think you disagree, though. I, I don't know why you think that either. <laughs> and I think that's remarkable that they're only two points outside the top yep. eight, given how rubbish they've been. They have season. had their three buys, though. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. But um, I, I think the Storm win this one pretty comfortably. And you mentioned that good record at the SCG. I remember them losing round one last year to the Newcastle Knights. They uh, did, yes. But, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't dwell on that too much. I, I think the Storm win this one pretty comfortably. Brandon Smith being back for the Roosters is, mm. a, is a massive in. Mm. Um, I, I, I think more so him being in for the rest of the season mm. and looking forward to next season and mm. how he sort of fits into this team mm. is more important than getting a win now that he's back against the Storm. In my opinion, I I think the Storm win this one pretty comfortably, to be honest with you. I'll be intrigued to see how they use Brandon Smith off the bench as well, considering they've moved Victor Radley now from lock into the second row. Which has been a lot better. Mm. Which has been a lot better. Mm. And Jake Turpin has been playing well at dummy half as well for the Roosters. So it'll be interesting to see if Brandon Smith does come on at dummy half or maybe in the middle of the field as we saw him play against uh, for the Storm. Uh, I just There's four Smiths playing in this game, by the way. Uh, I just have a feeling about the Roosters. Anyway, we'll wait and uh, see. Sunday, three games. This one intrigues me as well. 2 p.m., the Warriors and the Sharks. A lot has been made out. It's over in New Zealand. A lot has been made out about the Sharks' record against top four, top eight teams. Last time they played a top eight team was against the Storm about five weeks ago, and they were smashed. Warriors, good win against the Eels last weekend, albeit the Eels were undermanned due to state of origin and some other issues. Who wins? This is my game of the round. Mm. Uh, I think this is going to be a huge statement game from either side. Mm. If the Warriors going to win, I think it just proves their possibly even top four credentials mm. uh, that they're a team here to play. In New Zealand, being uh, being at, uh, I think it's called Go Media Stadium yes, now, it is. isn't it? Yep, yes, yep. so it got that one right. Uh, being over there, I, I think it's a massive boost for them. Mm. Uh, Sean Johnson signing a one-year extension as well after a yeah. fabulous season. Mm. I think this is it's time for the Sharks to tell us who they really are. Yep, show their true colours. If they win this game, I think they're back in the conversation for premiership because mm. um, we know they can beat a, a top eight team. If they lose again, mm. I think big question marks have to come on uh, the team. Uh, maybe even Nico Hines as well. Why can't they get up for these? games against top eight mm. teams. So I'm going to go the Warriors, yep. uh, but I think it's going to be a cracking game. I tip the Warriors as well. Uh, and you're look, I think the Sharks have enough easy games, not that there's any easy games, but easy games in inverted commas to get through to the finals. But if they can't be, uh, beat big teams, then what's the point of being that vital clash for the I, Sharks? I will also say for the Sharks, <laughs> as well, just quick, if they lose, mm. it's fine. It, if they put up a really good... As long as it's close. As long as it's close, yeah. if it's a really good performance and it, one of those ones that go either way and they stick with the Warriors the whole time, I, I think that's fine. Mm. I'll, I'll give them a pass mark for that. What I can't give is any loss that's double digits. Yep. And, and especially as you alluded to, the last time they played a top eight team with the Storm and they were smashed and mm. it basically uh, played Nico Hines out of an origin jumper. Yep. Um, so you can't have had another performance like that. Mm. Agreed. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Now, Sunday, the second game of three on Sunday, 4.05. The Dolphins hosting the Penrith Panthers. Probably a good time to get the Panthers. The Dolphins managed to get that golden point win against the Titans last weekend. How do you see this one going? Uh, I think the Dolphins are cooked, personally. Um, mm. and, and that's no, no fault of our own. For first season, I think they've done far more mm. than anyone thought they would. I, I think this season has been a, a massive tick, uh, no matter where they finished 
from here. Mm. Um, I just think that they're really sort of slowing down and slowing down quickly. I think, um, and Nathan Cleary, I think he's been named on the reserves, ex- list. reserves yep. list. Yep. Who knows if he comes in. Either way, I think the Panthers get the win. I think you just you trust the Panthers. Mm. I give the Dolphins a chance if the Panthers rest all their Origin stars, but even if they do, I still think the Panthers win. Final game, intriguing game as well. The Parramatta Eels up against the Gold Coast Titans at Combank. Uh, these two met at Magic Round. The Titans won, but since then, the Eels have been playing a lot better footy. You'd expect, uh, well, definitely Clint Gutherson to back up from his three minutes of origin the other night. Mitch Moses, I think, came through that game relatively injury-free. Um, the Titans, again, very inconsistent. We say it each week. I think the Eels win this one to finish out round 20 of the NRL. <laughs> Take your pick, honestly. This one is such a a hard game to tip. I, I think what I've been... What I've been saying is that these are the two teams you can't trust. Mm. Uh, you definitely can't trust the Titans because nope. you really don't know what you're going to get. Not mm. even game game by game, but minute by minute. Mm. In the sometimes they can play the most sparkling football you've ever seen, and then just completely forget how to play football. The Eels, I just you, I just can't get a read on the Eels at all either. I think um, I dismissed last week because yeah. they were missing all their best players against the the Warriors, who aren't Origin affected at all. Mm. Um, yeah, this one's tough. I'm just gonna I'm gonna get the Eels just because they've been playing a little bit better and more consistent, and it's at home. All right, but, you... but again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Titans, I don't know, play like the you know, the Sydney Roosters from 2018 2019 era. They're very very up and down the Titans, but I think the Eels will win. Rabbitohs Raiders Dragons have a bye. Charlie, good stuff. Uh, any plans for the weekend? Uh, I'm I'm tempted to go to the SCJ. Uh, I'm a member tomorrow uh, night. Tomorrow yeah, night yeah, uh, we'll to see, see the see the Roosters. I uh, get smacked by the storm. Yeah, I hope you enjoy that. Thank you. We'll ch- uh, <laughs> Thank you, chat mate. next week. Thank you, Charlie. Good sir. With our NRL preview, any thoughts on that? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six, or you can call the open line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We'll take a break. Come back with more of the news of the day. It's fourteen and a half past five. 19 past five. We'll talk football of the round ball variety with John Gallo shortly. Any thoughts on our preview with Charlie Good, sir? 0457 736 736 or 1300 1170. And if you want to buy into any of these issues, one, of course, your hot, what, what will be the highlight of the weekend? What will we be talking about in 72 hours? Would we meet again and uh, talk about the weekend of sport? I tell you what, uh, that preview with Charlie, there's a lot of intriguing NRL games this weekend, isn't there? I know there might it still might be a little bit origin affected with a couple of players out, but it's very, very exciting weekend and very big weekend for some teams. So any thoughts on that? What are we going to be talking about come Monday morning, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170? Just uh, quickly last night on the State of Origin under-19s, both the men's and the women's. In the women's, uh, Queensland 20 defeated New South Wales 14 and New South Wales and the men's defeated Queensland. And 32 points to 14. Uh, I saw bits and pieces of it. Very entertaining, uh, as always. Now, uh, see Andrew Webster, just before we get to Paint Haas, see Andrew Webster, uh, part of the SEN family here, has written an interesting article in today's Sydney Morning uh, Herald uh, regarding State of Origin. And it's something, look, it's something we have spoken about uh, throughout the Origin series over the past six or seven weeks. Um, it's the, the headline is State of Origin, the monster attacking the NRL. Um, now, no doubt, very popular. And he says that crowd figure of 75,342 for a dead rubber. The ratings very good uh, once again, but he does make the point um, that 
it has raged for decades about when to play this series. Officials have tried every day of the week, the end of the year because of COVID a few years ago, and most recently on a Sunday for Game 2. Uh, he says a quicker series is something the NRL should consider, play them over three consecutive weeks, get them over and done with, so Origin doesn't disrupt the regular home and away season. It is an interesting one, and international footy as well, because you hear this debate about maybe moving Origin to the end of the year, as we saw in 2020, but that was a different year. Hopefully we never have to go through anything like that again. And now that COVID is well and truly over and done with, we're not thinking about doing anything like that. But if we move the state of Origin to the end of the year, it not only, in my opinion, does it really affect the standard of it because you get players pulling out. You also get the situation where it hurts international rugby league big time. Now, the World Cup last year was sensational. Yes, there are a lot of one-sided games. We understand all of that. But being here for most of it and, of course, being over there for the final um, at Old Trafford, it captured the hearts of definitely people in, the, uh, in, that, in those areas of the UK. So we don't want to be hurting international rugby league, but we also don't want to be getting in the way too much of an NRL season. And I think we've seen that in particular this year when up until the origin period, and look, there has been some very good games during the origin period as well. But up until the origin period, it was a really interesting season. Um, And now we've had that six, seven weeks of origin. We get back into it uh, this weekend with no origin really affecting anything. Two questions for you. Where would you, would you like to see origin played in three consecutive weeks? Maybe, have three weeks off the NRL competition and three weeks of origin, but you throw in the women's state of origin, three matches there. You throw in some international rugby league, maybe best of three series there as well, maybe some Pacific tests, and just get it over and done with so it doesn't hurt the NRL season at all and probably improves um, international footy as well. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think it's something at some stage they're going to have to look at Because for mine, it just is now getting too much in the way of the NRL season. And when you rate your most important three out of the NRL season, state of origin, international footy, what is one, two, and three for you? Does NRL come first? Does international footy come first? Does state of origin come first? Quick poll for you um, on this Friday morning. One, two, three. what, What is most important to you? Is it the NRL? Is it the state of origin or is it international footy? Rank them in order. One, two, or three. NRL, state of origin, international footy. one 1170 or 0457-736-736. What's most important to you? NRL, state of origin, international footy. And what would you do? Would you play state of origin in three consecutive weekends and maybe have, say, has some Pacifica tests, three women's state of origin matches as well. 0457 736 736 or 1-300-01-1170. Your thoughts on all of that. Now, Payne Haas, the Brisbane Broncos. He has dropped a bombshell uh, with his management confirming he will launch a multi-million dollar scramble for his services by heading to the open market on November one, Haas, who missed New South Wales' win over Queensland on Wednesday night, and we'll get to the open line in just a second, with an ankle injury, is regarded as the number one forward in the game and is bound to have no shortage of suitors in rugby league and rugby union. 
the Bulldogs, who of course play Brisbane tomorrow, are expected to be at the front of the queue as they look to supercharge their rebuild under head of football, Phil Gould. Revelations that Haas intends to go to the market will be a sledgehammer blow to the Broncos. The club has been attempting to strike a deal with their star man since last year when Haas stunned the club by requesting a release when talks over a new deal hit a roadblock. Um, the Broncos convinced Haas to stay last year, but they've been unable to convince him to sign an extension since. Um, and uh, his agent says, we're pretty clear that we're going to wait until November 1. We're four months away from November 1, and it would be a smart decision to wait until November 1, seeing Payne as the player he is, and there is a possibility he may get the Dellium Award this year. We have discussed it, and we're going to wait until November 1. Uh, his preference is to stay in Brisbane, but he also understands that there are other opportunities. Haas is due to earn $848,000 next season, but would easily command seven figures on the open market. There would be interest, of course, with several NRL clubs, and also the Australian Rugby Union has expressed interest in Haas. Where does Payne Haas end up? Does he stay at the Broncos? Does he come to a Sydney club? Does he go maybe somewhere else to Rugby Union? Where does Payne Haas play? When he goes off contract, 0457 736 or when he goes to the open market, 0457 736 736 or 1300-011170. Let's go to the open line. James from Hornsby's on the line. Morning to you, James. Morning, Dan. Um, it's a bit out of left field. Yep. But regarding state of origin, mm-hmm. he just had the under-19s play. Yes. He had the women's play a bit while back. Yes. And then you had the men's last night and for a few months, mm-hmm. have they ever thought, if they've got magic round, why not have a state of origin round where the fans, not Channel 9, but the fans can go and watch the under-19s men, mm-hmm. then the women's, mm-hmm. and then the, the senior women's and then the senior men's and have it a three-match series and have them all there. What a big, huge weekend that would be. I don't mind that idea. Would you just have that as a one-off, though? And then what would you, what would you do with the other two men's state of origin games? Where would you put them? Would you put? Would you do that? They all play three. All play three. They all play three. Okay. You imagine that. You could have it: Sydney, Queensland, yep. and then probably you could go to New Zealand to throw there to have a big party over there. <laughs> yep. And imagine that you put it over a weekend. You could have say the juniors on the Saturday. Yep. And then the seniors on the Sunday. Yep. And then that way they get the fans there and not Channel Nine dictating. I mean, it shouldn't be called the NRL. It should be called Channel Nine RL. <laughs> and and would you do I this? Mean, they, would you do it over consecutive yeah. weekends? Mm, maybe, but I mean, then you've got to work out though, if someone gets injured, if yeah. it's a week in time to bring someone else new in. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. how many, you get three buys now. I'm yeah. sure you could work it out and say, rightio, these teams will have the buys in, say, week five, seven, and nine, yep. just picking numbers out. Yeah. And then you have the state of origin in weeks five, seven, and nine. Mm. And you give them a two week break. And then that way, then the fans are all involved. They want to improve the game. They wonder why AFL's taking over. Mm. They go up from the junior level. Can you imagine 19 year olds playing in front of a crowd of 60,000? They'd be going, wow. And all their friends coming and going, wow. You know, you'll pick everyone up, you know, or get the fan base and the juniors all coming along. And then the senior fans coming and watching and going, hey, these kids aren't too bad. I'm going to keep an eye on him. I'm going to watch him. Yeah. And Look, you see all the top players in the one spot. 
Yeah, look, uh, it's not a bad idea. I think we're getting to the point where it would be great to see um, the NRL less affected. You don't want international uh, footy affected as well. You, I, I think the women should be uh, playing three uh, games. And that would, with your idea or an idea of playing something similar with uh, maybe some specific tests thrown in as well, allows that to happen. It doesn't have to necessarily be three consecutive weekends. It can be. Um, but it just gets away from interrupting the NRL competition as much as it does. Good idea, James. Have a good weekend, mate. Cheers, man. Uh, James on the open line. You can join him on the open line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or you can text 0457-736-736. More calls and texts in just a second. Uh, just before that, though, just one before a break, uh, Brad Fittler has fired a salvo at former Blues players who he claims failed to support New South Wales this season. Now, we know they won game three, 24 points to 10 on Wednesday night, but lost the series amid heavy and constant condemnation from the media, social media, and ex-New South Wales players. Uh, now, this irked Brad uh, Fittler, who told Nine News, having ex-players out there criticising and questioning you all the time, you know, support from ex-players uh, should always be there. It shouldn't be tested, but it is constantly. The best thing about Wednesday night was having ex-players from the last two games turn up and sit together in the New South Wales dugout. That says the jumper comes first. Fiddler also praised Nico Hines for attending the game to sit with his former Blues teammates. Uh, he said it was an incredible gesture considering what the media tried to portray. That was an incredible act of bravery to be able to turn up and feel part of this group. Look, no doubt, well done to Nico Hines, well done to all the uh, ex-Blues players from this series that turned up on uh, Wednesday night. I thought that was really good. Um, I still think, though, you are able to... Look, so, some of the criticism is way over the top and some of the personal attacks are just not on. But uh, I do think you, in my opinion, you're still able to criticise uh, a team. You see it each and every week um, at NRL level. I don't think it really should change when it comes to origin level. In saying that, I would not be at all um, surprised and I think the tide is definitely turning on keeping Brad Fittler for another year as well. Um, so it is an interesting one um, and I thought New South Wales, as we said on Wednesday night, played very well um, and it was great to see all those players that have taken part in this series there to support the Blues on Wednesday night. Your thoughts on that? Is Brad Fittler right? Should ex-New South Wales players basically not criticise New South Wales. 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Also, what are we going to be talking about come Monday morning? What will we be talking about on Monday morning? 0457. What's going to be the big talking point out of the weekend with sport? 0457 736 736. What to do with origin? Andrew Webster has written a good article in today's Sydney Morning Herald about how it is affecting the NRL competition. Could we have three weekends off where we play three, uh, well, the men's origins, the women's origins, some specific tests as well. Where would you put it? And rank what's number one, two, or three for you. NRL, state of origin, international footy. 0457 736 736. Paint Haas, where does he go? Does he stay at the Brisbane Broncos long term? Do you see him going to a Sydney club? Maybe to Rugby Union. Where does Payne Haas end up? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170 is our open line number. We'll take a break, some texts, more calls, and we'll talk to John Gallo on the other side of this. Plus, we'll talk to you about the Swans last night and Wimbledon all next on the other side of this. It is 28 to 6.
Gallo coming up in just a second to talk all things football. Uh, he's back in Australia as well, so we don't have that 20-second delay uh, that we have had the past few weeks. We'll talk to him in just a second. Uh, just a couple of well, – one text here. Crisco says uh, – actually, we'll do a couple. Only thing to change about Origin, have kickoff at 7.30, not 10 past 8. Look, I agree with that, um, and I've said that for a while um, – but everyone listening at the moment uh, would understand uh, this. Uh, anyone who is up early, when that game kicks off at quarter past eight, uh, and it is scheduled to kick off at eight, it doesn't. Quarter past eight, maybe 10 past eight if you're lucky. And it doesn't finish until 10 p.m. It's hard enough for us, uh, let alone um, children. Um, I don't have kids, but I know there's a lot of people that do, a lot of people uh, whose children want to stay up and watch Origin because for them, especially as uh, young fans, it may well be the pinnacle of their season. It might be their favourite part of the season. But when games aren't kicking off until quarter past eight and not finishing until 10pm, it's very late. Uh, I don't understand why Origin can't kick off at 7.30. Even 7.45 would be a bit better. I don't know why we have to wait until 10 past eight, quarter past eight. And I know Peter Volandi's addressed this a bit last year. Um and still nothing has happened about it. But, yeah, I agree, Crisco. Um, and this one from Mike, he says, playing Origin on a Tuesday night every three weeks, then have a magic round on each of the following Sundays, thus giving all players a decent and equal five-day break to their club game. That one from Mike. So Tuesday night every three weeks, uh, then have a magic round on each of the following Sundays. Interesting. Thank you, uh, Mike. Uh, yeah, I think there's definitely... Uh, a lot of feeling there that we do need to look at how Origin is done. Whether that will actually happen or not, we don't know. But uh, your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. Just before we speak to John, let's just do a Wimbledon update for you. Wimbledon semi-finals continue tonight on Stan Spawn. Uh, Stan Spawn? Stan Sport. Watch every match at free, centre court and in 4K. And, of course, the Aust Australasian Academy of Tennis Coaches, AATC. Dot tennis and it stands sport, of course. Uh, now, women's singles semi-finals day done and dusted. Uh, Vondas Rova defeated Svitolina 6-3, 6-3. So she is into the uh, final. And she'll be playing on Jabal uh, into another final. Uh, she lost the first set to Sabalenka, but won the uh, second and third. Lost the first set in a tiebreaker 6-7. It was 7-5 in the tiebreaker, but won the second set 6-4 and the third set 6-3. So that will be the women's singles final, uh, which will be later tomorrow night. Uh, men's singles finals tonight, uh, no, about 10.30 p.m., Novak Djokovic. I'll be at Yannick Sinner, of course. Djokovic going for three grand slams. And Carlos Alcaraz up against Daniel Medvedev at about, well, right after that one. Uh, it's scheduled around 12.30 tomorrow morning, but we'll see what happens. They are two really, and there's been a bit of talk about uh, the semifinals and Wimbledon and tennis at the moment and the interest at tennis. They're two very, very good semifinals. And then, of course, the finals Saturday night, Sunday night, uh, and, and we'll review it all on Monday morning. Don't forget the Wimbledon semifinals continue tonight on Stan Sport. Watch every match. It's ad free centre court in 4K. It is 22-6. Oh. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. And the great John Gallo is on the line. Good morning to you, John. Yes, good morning to you, Dan. Uh, look at this. Hey? I'm back, full uh, full streaming and uh, no delays, would you believe it? So, um, yes, I've come and landed to the great Sydney, mate, and uh, and I've explored the wonderful shoreline of Australia as I've been here. And, uh, 
Yeah, I've, uh, I've 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 overcome my jet lag as well. Would you uh, Would you believe so? Um, I'm okay now, mate. I'm sleeping well mm. and uh, resting up. So um, yes, looking forward to the next however many ten minutes we've got to uh, discuss all things football. Probably about eight minutes actually, but anyway, that's okay. Yeah. Good, good, good yeah. to have, good to have you back. Five minutes. Good, good to have yeah. you. Well, it could be five minutes. Good to have you back in. Uh, one piece. Looking forward to catching up. Maybe next week. Well, definitely next week. It's yeah. uh, long overdue. However, uh, we'll get you back on regularly now because it's been a bit of a quiet period. I know we spoke a couple of times when uh, you've been when you were in Poland, but. Obviously, no English Premier League being played. We've seen some international football being played. Of course, uh, the Euro 2024 qualifiers continue sort of in the background. The English Premier League season not too far away. But look, the main focus at the moment here is the Women's World Cup. It starts next Thursday night. It's sort of come around very quickly. Australia in action against Ireland, a packed core stadium. The Matildas, though, actually playing tonight. We'll get onto that in just a second. But uh, And we will probably talk to you next Thursday and Friday with a preview and a review of those matches. But Let's just have a chat about how big this Women's World Cup is going to be here in this country and the build-up to it and the real contenders for this year's World Cup in the Women's World Cup. Yeah, I think there's going to be a real, you know, whole, you know, a lot of people coming to watch all these games in the Women's World Cup. I think as we go closer, obviously, to the first game against uh, with Norway and New Zealand kicking it off, I think it's going to be a real excitement, a real buzz around the place. I think many people are now starting to really talk about it, and uh, there's a lot of interest shown in it. A lot of daughters, nieces, people around the world that want to take mothers that want to go and watch this as well. So there's a real football buzz happening at the moment in Australia and, and New Zealand, and I got a sense of that being being obviously here in Australia last week. I've heard people talking about it around the workplace as well, and uh, you know a lot of people are geared up for this. So it's it's really good buzz, really good excitement, really good feel about it, uh, and I think it'll do the world of football uh, you know so much good because I think there's a lot to come out of it. And I think women in football have been you know in our game a long, long time, and there've been you know a lot of participation in football in Australia, particularly uh, at the youth level. So really good to see that. Uh, in terms of the favourites, look, you know, there's there's quite a lot of favourites. I have to say, when you when you look at it, uh, there's Norway, obviously the US, they've, they've won four previous World Cup titles with women. Um, Brazil, you could throw in there. We've seen Germany and recently Spain come to the fore as well as the probably top five favourites or contenders, if you like, for the uh, for the Women's World Cup. Australia, probably seen as the outsiders. Uh, the, the the dark horse, if you like, the one to watch, uh, and probably Canada as well. You could throw in there, and Brazil, probably the three teams you could throw in there as the outsiders, as the potential teams to uh, to contend for the World Cup. So obviously, it all depends on fitness and injuries and and how you manage your squads. Uh, but you know, Australia are coming up nicely. We've had good preparation. We've had some really good performances and and results recently in the lead up to this Women's World Cup in terms of the, the friendlies. Obviously, we've got another friendly tonight with France, yeah, uh, which is going to be a, a great one as well because France are one of the favourites as well for the Women's World Cup. So it's going to be a good test of both sides. Um, I don't know whether both sides will feature with their best squads, to be honest, because obviously the risk of injury. These players haven't been in Australia all that long, obviously coming from overseas to uh, to prepare for the World Cup. So there's a real good buzz about it. Uh, there's a real good feel. 
And uh, I think this is going to be one where there'll be many contenders. So it'll be a very close World Cup, I would imagine. And that one tonight at Marvel Stadium in Melbourne. Uh, I think it's on Channel 10 or one of the uh, offshoot Channel 10 uh, stations before, of course, uh, SCN will have full coverage of all of the Women's World Cup as well, which we're very much looking forward to uh, here. And you look at that first game against Ireland next Thursday night. Now, I, I think it's going to rate very well regardless. But you look at what it's up against uh, in terms of the other sports. Uh, the NRL... Uh, well, the AFL doesn't have anything on next Thursday night. The NRL has a game between the Dragons and the West Tigers, which, no offence to both of those teams, they're out of finals contention. We, there will be a cricket, of course, on with the Ashes, and that will uh, get a few people watching. But a real good chance to show how good this Matildas team can do. And it would be fantastic if they could get a long way into this tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, as you said, they're going to tour to, to Ireland uh, in Sydney mm. here, and hopefully there's a big crowd, and hopefully a lot of people get out there and support. Pretty sure it's sold out. Because I'm pretty sure it has, yeah. Mm. And I'm sure that their Nigeria game, uh, Australia versus Nigeria, which I think is going to be in Brisbane as well, uh, will soon uh, sell out, hopefully. And, and then, obviously, they go to Canada, play Canada in Melbourne as well. So it's going to go to the three big cities, obviously, on the eastern side of Australia. It's going to be a great time for for everyone to get out there and support the Matildas because, as I said to you before, I think the Matildas really in football, in the international side of things for Australia anyway, they've been probably the most exciting team Mm. out of the the women's and the men's. They've really shown the last five or six years. They've really stepped up their game. They've contended with the likes of Brazil, Spain, Germany, France, all the big names, and we've actually come out more times than not victorious. So, um, yeah, I think it's really going to be good for, for... Australia and for the uh, the women of uh, of Australia to go out there and New Zealand obviously to go and support the uh, the Matildas and the uh, the New Zealand team as well. So it's going to be fantastic and uh, and real close games as well. You don't know what's going to happen in any game of football, let alone the World Cup. So. Uh, yeah, some real excitement happening as well, Dan. Just having a look at the Matildas website, uh, it says in terms of the Australia-Ireland game, the Australia-Nigeria game and the Canada-Australia game, uh, you're right, the Australia-Nigeria won at Suncorp Stadium on the 27th of July, so that's Thursday the 27th of July, followed by the game at Amy Park in Melbourne, or Melbourne Rectangular Stadium as they would like to call it, uh, FIFA, uh, on the 31st of July. That'll be um, at 8pm. Single match tickets available now. So, uh Obviously, pretty much sold out. Hey, just quickly, we'll uh, leave Premier League. What have you made about FIFA? And I know they backflipped. Um, I understand about the signs and uh, at Allianz Stadium, for example, covering up the home of the Sydney Roosters. I understand all of that. But what did you make of the initial thinking about covering some of our sporting legends up? I think that went a bit too far, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. It was a bit of a strange one from, from FIFA. Um, you know, I think this is this has been you know, our country and, and we, we want to represent our, our sporting heroes of, and we've got such a diverse range of sporting heroes as well from all codes and backgrounds. So, you know, I think it really represents what Australia is all about. So I'd imagine if you're going to go to a host country, that the host country has the right to kind of portray their sporting heroes the way they, they want to. I don't think their FIFA have uh, any right to go in there and say, well, sorry, guys, you're going to have to take down you know, uh, the Cathy Freeman uh, sign or you know, whatever it may be. It's, it's up to us to put what we want up there because obviously they're very historical figures in, in Australian sporting history and, uh, and they've obviously done wonderful achievements within their respective sports, whether it be AFL, NRL, uh, rugby union, you know, Olympics, athletics. So, you know, I think there's every right to, to host our own heroes. It doesn't have to be a footballing hero per se. We've got our own footballing heroes, obviously. We've got Mark Viduka, Harry Kuehl. We've got Tim Carhill, Mark Bresciano. They want to put a, a Australian football uh, figure up there instead to have more relevance to the World Cup. Okay, maybe I could understand that more, but just 
kind of banishing it away from public view is a step too far, Dan. I think someone mm. should have a word to, to FIFA up there. But um, And I don't think FIFA really, with their history, mm. um, you know, of, of allegations of corruption and things like that, I don't think they're in any position to go in and tell no. people what to do at this point in time. So I think they should be treading very, very carefully, Dan. John, great stuff. We'll chat next Thursday in a preview of that Matildas game, and then we'll chat again on Friday for the review of the Matildas game. I know you're in for a very exciting weekend, so you enjoy every minute of it, John. And uh, we will catch up in person next Friday, but we'll also have a chat next Thursday and Friday. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the World Cup getting underway in six days' time. Yes, mate. I'll be playing to a guy this weekend, and then next weekend we'll be free to catch up. So, uh, that in your diary, and uh, yes, we'll uh, we'll catch up for sure, mate. Many drinks to be had. Yes, so, many uh, drinks. Well, obviously, drink, care, drink, drink responsibly and everything yes. like that, but yes, yes. Uh, we'll Do. catch up, mate, and uh, looking forward to it. Do drink responsibly. You enjoy your weekend. Thank you, John. Thank you, mate. Have oh, a wonderful just, time. Just quickly, in five seconds, Bulldogs at Belmore. Any chance tomorrow? Uh, no. no. No, we're playing okay. the Broncos, aren't we? Yes. So no, yes. no chance. No chance. No I've, chance. I've actually, so, I've actually yeah, tipped anyway. you guys. Anyway, okay, all right. Thank you. Speak to you all soon. Right. Beautiful. Bye. Bye. All right, have a lovely day. John Bye-bye. Gallo talking all things football. Text here from Chuck saying, hello, Daniel, I'm watching you. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, more texts, uh, more informative texts in a moment. It is 10 and a half to 6. Tradies News in a nutshell. Six two six. Uh, well done to the Swans, keeping their faint finals hopes alive, and at the same time dealt the Western Bulldogs' top eight chances a crushing blow with the two point win last night at the SCG. Tom Papley kicking four goals, twenty six thousand two hundred and twenty one people there. The Swans seventy eight seventy six. Well done to the Swans, an important win for them. All right, some text to finish things off. This from the Chook Man. Hi Dan. Play the Origin over about four weeks with the middle one on a weekend rep round. At the same time, have a nines tournament so people get their club fixed with young players and maybe five from the top 30 in each team. Cheers, the Chook Band. Thank you for that. Uh, this one uh, from Mike. I'll be spending today uh, praying for a sinner, Yannick Sinner, hoping he knocks Djokovic out of the Wimbledon tournament. I cannot wait till Djokovic retires. I cannot stand his sanctimonious persona. Uh, persona. Uh, give me the humble and all-round fantastic human being, Roger Federer, any day. Thank you, Mike. We'll see what happens over the weekend with Novak Djokovic. And this for Junior Smithy. Morning, Dan. For me, it's NRL, state of origin, then international football. But it can change if the NRL help build the international game. Personally, we should be closing down the competition for Origin and play some international games, plus bring back the Nines, another one, uh, agreeing with Chookman, and play multiple tournaments in different states to promote the game, and that way players can stay fit. Thank you, Junior Smithy. Thanks for your texts, your calls this week. Been another fun week. Breakfast coming up. Pat and Heels in Queensland. In Sydney, Vossi and Brandy back from Origin duty. Cameron Serraldo, the Bulldogs coach, will be joining them, plus David Riccio, Brett Phillips, and more. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy. Enjoy the sport. I'll catch you Monday morning from 5am. News, then breakfast. See you then.